This feature, Art Sinclair, is funded by Commission Naman with a television licence fee. And I am delighted to welcome a familiar face back to the show. Clareman Jerry O'Brien headed to London at the tender age of 17 and he ended up staying there for almost 50 years. Jerry got involved in the pub trade, eventually becoming landlord of the Churchill Arms in Notting Hill in the mid-80s, a role he held for a very impressive 32 years. And he served a host of famous faces from the world of politics, sport and further afield, including Bertie Ahern, Prince Edward and a host of professional rugby players. Jerry has collaborated with the artist and author Tim O'Brien, no relation, uh, to write a book about his lengthy tenure at the Churchill Arms. The book is called Raising a Glass to the Churchill Arms and uh, Jerry's in studio with me, I'm delighted to say. How are you keeping, sir? Oh, hello, Alan. Alan. Thank you very much for having me here, Alan. Very, very nice of you. We're only too delighted to have you in and oh. I must say congratulations on the book. I have it yeah. here in my hand. Raising a Glass to the Churchill Arms, the story of Jerry O'Brien, an Irish pub landlord in London, and it's got, you have brought in a picture of what the Churchill Arms looked like bef- yeah. just when you took over, which I'm holding that, in my right hand. That's, that's right. Nice looking pub. A lovely looking building, Alan, it's, yeah. There's not much happening outside, no, whereas that's right. there's a lovely painting on the front cover of the book of yeah. what the church alarms looked like once you had taken over. It's got, uh, you know, national, different national flags, and it's got, I suppose, what it was known for, all the kind of... Uh, Jerry, the, the gardener, Dear McGavin, would be impressed with it. That, that's right, oh, yes. Lots of beautiful shrubbery and flowers. That's right, and, uh, that's, and there's another lovely picture on the back of it, Alan, because it shows the, fo- the cor- it's on the corner of the park. Uh, yeah, at night time. You know, you see the both sides, you know, and so on, yeah. Uh, the yeah. book, it's, it's beautifully put together, and look, as I said, you, and people familiar with your in-profile story, and for those who are not, you can check out the in-profile section of our website uh, where you will find uh, Jerry's... Uh, in chat with me there but this book focuses in particular on the just over three decades you spent behind the bar at the church alarms um it really became well you know once you got your teeth into it and took over it became almost the sense i got from speaking to you during our in profile chat and reading the book it was kind of like the go-to pub yeah. in london which is impressive enough given the size of that city and the number of that's pubs right. that are there that's right that's right yes Alan, yeah well Alan, i mean when i took it over but and there was something about it when i got it because it, it's over 260 years old you know and uh, and when you when i went in to look at it first of all you could look around and you could see god it was the old the the the, 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 the lovely old um wall panelling, you know, and uh, it had that feeling, that old, oldy feeling, a real pubby pub feeling, you know, and so on. And the ceiling was all beams, completely covered with beams, yeah. and had lovely leaded windows. And and, uh, and then there were lovely old screens on the counter, you know, they were called snob screens, I believe. People used to sit there, could sit there, not wanted their conversation to be heard behind <laughs> the bar, and so on, and that, yeah. and when they'd, you know, they'd pushing the little windows, little windows on them and all that. And it, it had that thing, that feeling, Alan, you know, and so it's hard to explain it. You have to feel it, you know, but it, it had that feel and look about it. And I felt that there was something about it that, uh, that I wanted to take it on, you um, know. Yeah, and by the time you went to the church alarms in the mid-80s, Jerry, you, like you had spent many years uh, in pubs in, in England anyway, so yeah. you more than, you were, you had an in-depth knowledge of, of what they were like, That's what right. what punters, uh, customers expected in terms of the ambience and so on. That's right. How long did it take you to affect the change from and I'm ho- just for listeners I'm holding up in my left hand again the photo Jerry's brought of the church alarms when he took it over I think this uh, actually the photo's from 1988 that's right and then the finished product which looks spectacular yes. w- was that, did Ex- that take a long time I did well I did Alan because I mean first and foremost I had to sort out inside I mean when you take place on you have to look and say well, look at now and the pub had been badly ran for a good few years beforehand it was just on its kind of knees literally just plodding along yeah. you know, and that area was a lovely area of London 
London, Kensington, you know, that part of London. And it was residential as well, you know, and so you had tourists and you had passing people, but there was something about it. And then the name, you know, and of course, I love history, Alan. It it's was about like, as British as it gets, isn't it? The uh, Churchill Arms. Uh, yeah. And then you had the name, the pub called Churchill, after Winston Churchill, because yeah. his family lived not, not far from there over years ago. And Churchill, during the war, had a flat down the road in, in Hyde Park Corner, which is only not far from where, where, where the Churchill is, you know. And, and I believe you became familiar with um, some of his family members. Yeah, I did, I did. I mean, mm. like that then. And of course, then with the brewery, Alan, you know, um, the brewery then were over 400 years brewing people that owned the pub, the Fullers, you know, and so on. And so I had all that history, you know, but I, and that gave me, I said, my God, there's an awful lot here to go on. But first of all, and then I had to sort out, sort the pub out and get it off the ground, you know, and get it cleaned up and get my right staff in. And then I said, and I knew then, you know, I said, look, I don't want any music. I don't want any this type of thing. I wanted. I knew what what people would like when you walk into a pub. What do you get? What do you feel? You have to get something. You have to feel something. You know. Yeah, and uh, you told us during the in profile chat that that was it. It was none of this mo- modern no, nonsense of no, a telly in I the corner that everyone the conversation stops because you end up your head goes towards the telly or music right, and you can't right, hear each other right, speak. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we had a telly for a, a sports corner. We had a sports corner on one side of the pub, and it was a telly there, very discreetly, you know, and so on, and uh, nothing else. But if you old game machines when I took the pub over but I got rid of them because the noise they'd make and so on and I just wanted to concentrate on people and once they one coming into a pub like that even at that stage when it was just on its knees literally but there was so much to it there was something about it you know the history the name and so so I said let's get rid of all that and let's concentrate on people so once them doors open what, who walks in the door they're, they're your people and they're your customers and then take it from there did, some, did some see that as a risky move because they might have been worried that well I mean yeah there might be some people who prefer to just go to the pub and have a chat but then there are others who prefer all the bells and whistles and things you can do yeah. and things you can look at yeah I know I know, I know that, I know, I said, you know, what What do people want, uh, you know, and so on, but I, I thought to myself that with the pub itself, there was an awful lot to talk about, and so yeah. on, and the, the, the feel of the place, you know, and then my, my what, what the pub meant to me, what the business meant to me, I've been in it all my life, you know, and I love being behind the counter, I loved, I used to get such a buzz from being behind the bar, behind the counter, seeing them doors open, what, you know, welcoming people in, and then my staff, I, get some, I got my staff sorted out, got the right staff behind the counter, and dressed properly, and so on, you know, and, and, and it, it took off from there, Alan, it took off from there, and uh, I knew the area, there was a huge amount of lovely, lovely people living there, passing through, and, and we had a lot to go on and I thought that's the way I want to run it I want to be hands on and I want to be talking to people meeting them and seeing where we go from there you know and that's that's the way I started I'll get to the the book in in just a moment I mentioned some of the names of people who uh, would frequent the pub for a pint. It really did become, you know, it talked about some of Churchill's uh, family members, yep, yep. Um, uh, British royalty, right. and you had told us in the profile interview a lot of sports personalities That's all, as well. Oh God, Alan, yeah, we're, Alan, I'm, you know, sports people, I'm a mad rugby man, and Alan, I'm a mad rugby man, you know, and so on. And of course, uh, we had lots of rugby, lovely, lovely rugby people coming in there. I mean, we had Hazen, Hazen, he's in South Africa. We had English, Will Carling, with Delalio, and we had Brian, and you know, um, Brian Moore, you know that he still writes a column for the Telegraph. He does, and and even like you've got in the you know uh, in the forwards section of the book, Jason Leonard, a former uh, English rugby player, saying, "I've always found that the Churchill Arms is a warm and welcoming, friendly pub. The second you walk in, because of Jerry, you get made to feel like one of the locals. A great pub full of great people and a great pint of Guinness. It must have been lovely, you know, for you now that it's all done and you've retired. Yeah." 
getting those compliments from people like him and I mentioned Dermot Gavin to the Garden oh, Cider Gavin. Oh, that was another thing flowers but and the rugby was fantastic and we had Tony Leary Chris Ralston they were all rugby English internationals like you know and then of course the one man that really did it for me one day the great Keith Wood from Killaloo you know and there was Keith in front of the bar and I was what I nearly collapsed I, I, I could your knees were shaking I, I knew his father <laughs> I knew his father from the garden he used to yeah. play for the Lions as well in Ireland you know and there was Keith and Keith came over you know to Harlequins and he spent a good few seasons with Harlequins you know yeah. and to see him there you know and he had some friends with him from Killaloo as well which which uh, I knew and some and his family and he was the great Anthony Foley the great Anthony that sadly suddenly sadly passed yeah. away just a few, not long ago and so on and he was there with his wife and so on and Keith brought the Harlequin team in several occasions the whole squad in several occasions to the church you know. can you imagine that? And, what that and then what that meant to other people that were in the pub customers that I, or, that I knew all the customers saw those people coming into the pub and they would tell their friends you know and that was a huge 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 uh, time for me as well beyond and of course sports people were soccer as well we had we had Bobby Robson um, English manager yeah. you know and we had some English uh, Mick Mills he used to captain England Paul Mariner Russell Osman they were English internationals and we had Stan Bowles you know Chelsea our uh, Queen's uh, Park Rangers yeah, yeah, Alan Hudson was coming in up to a couple of years before I ever finished great, up there great players of the late 70s and early 80s that's there. right and, uh, and they were terrific and they were uh, they were special and of course what that did to the pub as well pe- they were meeting people people were meeting them in the pub and they were going talking with them and so on and it, it, it all that built up and built up people would tell their friends and so on and so on you know? and of course we had a cricket team going at the church but I know nothing about cricket and still don't but we had some local lads coming in saying Jerry we love the pub we love the way you're running it we love playing cricket though could we have a cricket team so of course I gave the donations the pennies out we got the kits and all that and we had a cricket team going and of course that that was lovely as well and they used to bring you know they had a cricket league you know they bring yeah. opposing so teams back to the pub and all that a lot, lot of sports connected to the pub and yeah. you had mentioned that you were doing the book in our in profile chat it's it's out now and I'm just I've you know randomly flicking through it again I landed on a picture of you a Prince Edward and I've landed on this wonderful uh, picture across two pages of the Churchill Arms oh. uh, during the winter covered yeah, well, in snow lovely. very yeah. very picturesque um, can you just briefly tell us how long it took to put the book together and how well how it worked with Tim O'Brien yeah. well Alan I had finished up about maybe what five or six months and when I was back uh, back in Ennis I had said to myself there has to be I have to do a book myself because I had so much in my mind to, to, that I'd love to put down in writing and then all, one day I got this phone call from a chap uh, he was a regular customer for about 25 years beyond with me called Clive and he came in with his wife and Clive rang me this day and he said Jerry he said we can't let you go like that he said we have to get a book done and he said are you okay with that and I said ah Clive I said I, I could write maybe 10 books I said I said thank you very much <laughs> I said I said go ahead uh, Clive and anything I can help then I'll yeah, I'll help out, help out so he took it on then and then he rang me a while a few weeks after saying guess what I've got the author and guess what his surname is and I said oh, no I said what it could be Church or something and he said no he's O'Brien he's such <laughs> is Tim O'Brien and you know I couldn't believe it what a coincidence yeah. that you know and of course I went over then to meet him you know we had a meeting beyond for about a, co- a couple of hours one day and he didn't know me I had never met him and so on but he's second generation Tipperary and he's a, a painter as well and he's got some paintings in the RAF club beyond which this man Clive that uh, whose idea of the book was is a member of and so on can and I, I ask you from can, there then yeah and can I ask you how you took it from there and how long did it take to put the book together because yeah. you know it's obviously it's the story but it's just yeah. the, the, the way it's presented wonderful wonderful pictures the pub at different stages yeah. then with yeah. as I say pictures of various people being yeah. to the pub and, yeah. and even the forward here by Winston Churchill Churchill's great grandson Randolph Churchill is yeah, across yeah. from 
uh, an article, a picture yeah. of Churchill on one of a, a newspaper magazine from during yeah. uh, World War Two. Yeah, uh, was this years in the making? Well, well all this um, had happened in my in my time there, you know, and so on and so on. And uh, and of course, we used to do this big Churchill night beyond in November. Like you know, pubs do forties nights, fifty, yeah. sixty. I used to do a Churchill night because it was Churchill's birthday, and the winter time beyond in the Churchill was really lovely. Everywhere were indoors, you know. There was a wonderful, wonderful, marvelous feeling every night of the week. We used to do this Churchill night, and I. I, I decorated the pub in the old wartime scene with all the staff dressed up and I church pensioners I used to go to the, the Church of War Museum beyond and I got to know them to have a shop there buy lots of stuff to decorate the pub and they used to come and people used to come and speak you know mm. and I did get um, um, people from there and of course the Churchill thing with all this happened you know it was happening Alan all the years as the years went on we were getting better and better at, at events the pub was growing and growing more and more people were coming you know and so on then the flowers of course outside of that but that took about three years I think Alan um, with Covid and that you know I think that about three years when they put all that together Well, well I must say it's a yeah. time well spent because the book is fantastic it looks very well and reads very well to available in all good bookshops well, that's right and this bookshop Alan were very kind and they've taken it on and it's there now and of course the money is going to charity Alan they have a thousand books pr- printed beyond and uh, I think uh, uh, there's about 200 left only now to go and when they're all gone we might do they might do some more but whatever the money is going to three charities uh, it's the brewery charity which is Special Olympics and my charity is the wooden spoon the rugby wooden spoon Alan mm. and, uh, and then the other charity is the um, RAF Fund. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, the book is called Raising a Glass to the Churchill Arms, the story of Jerry O'Brien, an Irish pub landlord in London. And Jerry O'Brien, wonderful to have you in again. Oh. Glad to hear the book is doing well, particularly because it's for charities. And we look forward to speaking to you again. Well, thank, thank you, sir. Alan. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to highlight it and talk about it. Thank you ever so much. No problem at all. The great Jerry O'Brien there with us. And uh, make sure you check out the book Raising a Glass to the Churchill Arms. It's an absolutely cracking read. This feature, Arts in Clare, is funded by Commission Naman with a television licence fee. Hey!